Greetings, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman, and welcome to Mind Over Magic. You threw me off there, Matt, with the subtle greetings. <laughs> I have so much energy right now because it's later on in the day than we normally record. And we're recording much earlier than we normally do, uh, but uh, we got a lot to talk about still. Very confusing. I said it was later, you said it was earlier, but we do have a fantastic episode today. We got Clubhouse, we got Denzel Washington, we've got wardrobe talk, whatever that means, but you'll have to find out. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about here, and uh, you uh, you were talking later in the day, I was talking earlier in the week, that's where we had that confusion. Uh, oh, I knew what you meant. <laughs> yes, but I know, just, yeah. Just so you know, not everyone listening is a mentalist. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Or can see our show notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, this is this is still going to come out at a normal time, even though we are recording early in the week. So uh, if anything happened that's like groundbreaking, and we're not talking about that, like because it's a you know Wednesday <laughs> or Thursday, uh, that you is know, why. major event. That's why. But we will cover it in the following. Episode, but we are recording earlier because you're uh, you're taking a trip. You're uh, you're vacationing. Florida. Yeah, yeah. Not I will be in Florida for the coming week, but I will be back in time for Mind Over Magic number thirty-three. Yeah. So no worries there. And still safe, and you know, traveling safe, and all that stuff. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna do my best. Yeah. I mean, there's not. Uh, you know, all you can do is take every precaution that's recommended and, and go from there. So Absolutely. Well, uh, be on your best behavior. Don't go partying out in Florida. Don't go celebrating the Tampa Bay Super Bowl win while you're in That Florida. was exciting. What a, what a game. I didn't expect it to be so uh, boring, but it was a blowout. <laughs> it was, it was very, something It else. was very boring, yeah. <laughs> like, if I was going to place one bet that I was really confident in, it was that it was going to be an amazing game, and it just wasn't. Oh, no, no. Well, there was injuries and stuff with Mahomes and everything, but it was definitely interesting watching the game as you know watching Brady uh mm-hmm. win uh from <laughs> being a former Patriot and me being a Patriots fan yeah it was uh mixed mixed feelings to show that you know he didn't he didn't need Belichick to win another Super Bowl I guess and uh I think it solidifies him greatest of all time I've even heard some of his haters say it at yeah. this point so I think it's just true well there's a couple interesting stats that I learned that like he now has more Super Bowl wins himself than any team in football. <laughs> so. Yeah, than any franchise in history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know who number two is, right? No, Marino? The Patriots. Oh, was, the oh Patriots. Say, yeah, well, no, I know that. But uh, you seem so excited, so I was like, what stat about Marino don't I know? <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, um, And then the other interesting thing is he's won Super Bowls uh, during four different presidencies. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. It really is crazy. But you watched did you watch the game? You watched I the did. game. You had yeah, the of course. Pod. I had some bets. We we just yeah. about broke even on the bets and everything. We bet on everything from like just random prop bets of like who's gonna score in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter to, you know, the coin toss. And we just broke about it even. We don't we don't do any uh anything crazy just kind of for fun yeah i did the grid system and just my boxes didn't come up because i had the, the worst numbers like gotcha. two and, and like five <laughs> those weren't common scores that did you lose up. some big bucks not big bucks it was all pocket change really let's get spe- let's get specific on the cast here t- oh, 10 bucks a square so how <laughs> much did you lose total 20 bucks hey <laughs> 
we're in a pandemic, man. You got to be a little more careful. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that's good. That's and good. the other, the other pool was with my brother where it was just like fun questions and there was no money on the line. It was all for bragging rights, but it was things like, uh, what will be the first commercial, uh, between a beer commercial or a, uh, car commercial. And you have to like put all your answers ahead of time and it was a car commercial. I think I, I think I might have gotten that one wrong. I think I, I picked beer, but uh, you lost the bragging rights. But that's all right. Yeah, it's still fun. Yeah, it was good times. It was fun to, uh, to, to watch the game for sure. You know what? You know what's not fun times? What? You made a liar out of me. I made a liar out of you. How? Last week, you introduced me to Clubhouse I did. on the cast. You're yes. like, oh, Clubhouse, Clubhouse. It's a new app, Matt. What do you think of it? And my immediate answer, of course, is, well, look, I'm not going to be an early adopter of this. It's just, yeah. you know, I, I, I just don't dive in headfirst to these types of things. Later on that day, Eric sends me a text and says, well, what if I send you an invite? You know, this is the type of app you have to be yeah, invited just, to be part of it. it. What out. if I sent you one of my invites? And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll click on it. Sure. So I click on it. I make the profile. Next thing you know, I'm knee deep in a big pile of uh, Clubhouse, and it's actually really cool. Yeah. So if you don't know what it is, yeah. I mean, listen to the last episode. But no, it's really it's a cool new audio app where you can converse with people. It's sick. And it's interesting because even when I brought it up and I was still new to it, you know, it was only like a couple of days. I feel like I didn't really even understand the app as I was telling you about it because then right, I got right. more into it as well this past week. And there's a lot of like cool benefits of this being audio only and at first i was like it's just you know for work audio conference calls and that kind of mentality but there's different types of rooms that you can join and i know right now it's all iphone only so sorry android users i didn't know that yeah <laughs> but um, eventually they're going to be expanding i'm sure and mm -hmm. it'll get monetized and all this other stuff is yet to happen. But right now in the early stages, it's really interesting to see how some people are approaching these audio rooms as like kind of like a TED talk where there's a moderator and different people that are speaking on experts in certain subjects. And there's a lot of listeners that are in the room uh, just taking in their information and can raise their hand and then be brought up to ask a question and they get put back into the listener pool and all that stuff, which is nice. But I've been having more fun with like the really small rooms because sure. you can bring just people that pop in up and you get to talk to these essentially strangers and get to know their deal. And there's this, um, I think it's even like you, you connect more than social media does as it is right now because it's all like text-based you can actually hearing someone's voice is way more personal you get to understand them more and their mannerisms and their personality and it's, it's uh, almost a lost art yeah that's why it's so cool it's like <laughs> we were this is the thing we were yearning for i think it's good timing for it considering for the, for the like you said, all the yeah. text-based stuff yeah um and and you texted me too and you're like oh once i told you i signed up you're like oh last night i had my first real clubhouse experience and i'm like I'm like, I didn't even know what to make of that at that point because yeah. I didn't know what it was. And then the very next day, I'm looking through conversations and I see a magic talk. So I mm -hmm. click on it. And within a second of being on there, the, the host of the panel brings me on. He goes, oh, and Matt Franco's here. Matt, how you doing? I want to ask you a couple questions. And I was like, my reaction was, oh, hey, 
can you guys hear me? I've never used this app before. <laughs> but I was actually surprised with how, how easy it was because they're like, yeah, yeah, we can hear you fine. So yeah, yeah. Stop so shouting, we, Matt. We can hear you. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, so you know, I, I do my bit. I have a little bit of a chat with the host. Uh, Richard is his name in the in the UK, I believe. Most of the, the people in the room were based out of, but I guess people can come in from all over. But then I didn't know how to mute myself. Yeah, yeah. Did you figure that out quickly? Yeah, yeah. It's a, there's a microphone button. It's very similar to Zoom, Matt. You just click the button and it and it mutes you. But I, I found it interesting that there's like little etiquette things and like little tricks that you learn about the community because like to show applause, you unmute and mute real fast so that little mute button like kind of flickers, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah, it blinks. And uh, did you learn that at the same time as me in that in that magic room? No, I learned that uh, earlier in one of the smaller oh, rooms. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, because they did talk about it in the magic room as well, because John Archer, uh, famous magician and musician uh, in, in the UK, was playing the ukulele. Were you on for that, or you had signed off? I heard off? the very end of that, yeah. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, I think it's a really fun platform and just the networking alone, because you just you're talking with someone, you tap on someone's profile, you see. I mean, that's why the profile is so key on that app, too, is you really got to fill it out so that people get an understanding of who they're talking to. And, you know, I've seen vo uh, voice actors are big on this platform, obviously, because it's just their voice. Uh, so uh, I was in a room where suddenly all of like this uh, this robotic computerized voice just started talking and everyone was confused. Like, what is this AI? doing is this is a real person and it was a voice actor who was just really good at doing a computer voice wow <laughs> and it was very funny uh but just to mess with people that way and the thing i like about the app too is there's uh you get that like i said that personality by talking but there's no pressure to be on camera you don't have to like right. look your best you could be doing other things so like i'm usually on now while i like i was folding laundry or making dinner and you know it's not rude because no one's seeing what else you're doing and people kind of expect that as you're multitasking so and they have any possible topic you could possibly be interested in i think and you right? can start your own too and you can start your mm -hmm. own but even just like when you first log in and sign up it's like what do you want to know about and it's yeah. like knitting psychedelics football like it's just like every possible topic those were all strange choices you made for yourself there i was <laughs> trying to show the variety <laughs> i love that you are knitting while playing football on psychedelics <laughs> it's a great way to stay safe <laughs> so yeah Knit on I, the football field on drugs that's it i'm i'm seeing there could be possibilities for uh, yeah that's funny there, i should see possibilities for uh, like how people can really use this not only for the networking and obviously like I've been joining a lot of uh, listening in on like panels about virtual events and how the, the marketing and industry and that's all good but like I'm curious if there's going to be you know a way to not just do interviewing magicians but like is there a way to do like a magic show that's audio only on yes, that platform there, of or, course there is yeah, yeah I mean Tamara's was doing that back in the 70s and 80s Right. Uh, he has a book on it, Verbal Magic, which is actually verbatim his actual scripts from the radio performances in the book. Right, but I haven't seen anyone yet tackle that in this platform. No, of course not. And it no, might be no. something I might try myself. I started, I threw it on my whiteboard to see, like, yeah. could, I, could I do a little, like, show on this audio-only platform? I was like, we're already limiting ourselves in the Zoom shows. And, uh, you know, art, we've talked on this podcast, you know, A Beautiful Constraint. Uh, art flourishes when you have restrictions. And now what's another restriction of just having no video, just audio? So some interesting stuff might come from that. 
Yeah, no, it is. Uh, that's an interest. Definitely would be an interesting exercise at the very least. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. Get the creative juices flowing. And then I'm also thinking about our podcast. I mean, yes. it, since we're an audio podcast, if this is an audio app. Maybe in the future we'll do, uh, you know, a recording on the app while recording this and maybe take some callers or who knows. Well, that's the cool thing. Then people, our listeners, if they so choose, could join in the conversation, which I yeah. love that. And that's that's actually just so you know and so so any of our listeners know. The reason I jumped on the app so quickly because I'm never the first on a new app was because you said it might be cool for us to like tighten – yeah. to our podcast somehow and let people kind of listen in through clubhouse. Yeah. That's and the I, name of the app. Once again, clubhouse. Um, and I'm and already like, seeing All right. rooms that are like pitch your podcast. And like, so there is already like a podcasting community that's like starting to build, but I don't know how many are actually like doing their podcast as like, you, you know, having an extra feed where you can watch us record live or listen to us record live and get all mm-hmm. the behind the scenes stuff that we cut out or, you know, don't hit record yet for because it's, you know, got that ephemeral nature to it. So that might be fun. So if you, if you think that's a cool idea, if you're on Clubhouse or, you know, or like, oh, I'm not on Clubhouse and I really wish I was or whatever, shoot us an email. Uh, I don't know how many invites we'll be able to give out. <laughs> Probably not many, but. Um, but how do you get to get, like, how do you earn a number of invites to give out? Just being on it you- long. Oh, longer. really? Okay. Yeah. And gotcha. like being an active user on it. But uh, okay. we're not saying email us to get an invite, but like if that's something you're interested <laughs> in hearing us do, and because we can also expand it further from Clubhouse if it's, you know, too exclusive to, I mean, we haven't even tried it yet ourselves, so we don't know how this will all work, but right, we're basically just having a production meeting right now between you and I as we... <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's a good time for it. My my creative juices are already flowing. Uh, right before here, I was having a little bit of a virtual magic jam. Oh yeah, uh, on Zoom on Zoom with Kalen Morelli. We've sure. talked about him before. He's got this Instagram account, the Nothing Experiment, which is just like wild experimental stuff. So um, my my juices are already ready. I know you wanted to talk a little bit about some creative stuff today. So mm-hmm. uh, let's see where it takes us. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of in like this weird we mentioned this as one of my goals last week was like just really focusing on not a full rebrand but a more targeted brand and this deals with you know uh marketing and the email stuff that we talked about in the past too but uh you know I'm really trying to like hit more the corporate market uh in colleges with my virtual show so i'm like looking at my website and like i'm like maybe my website needs a read redo and in order to do that i need graphics and in order to get good graphics i need good photos in order to get good photos i need to know what to wear at the photo shoot (laughs) so it's this spiraling snowball that keeps getting uh, bigger and bigger as it rolls down the hill oh boy (laughs) so that's kind of where i'm at mentally is like where to where where i'm gonna start tackling all that stuff Let's and, get into it. And I think I'm look, I I'm trying to talk about art. You bring it right back to sales, but that's interesting <laughs> too. Let's dive in. I don't know what that the lead in for the art was. I didn't have anything I saw on the <laughs> You know what? No, you're right. I, I consider wardrobe. That can be yeah. a, that that's that's a creative topic. Those who are in the business of being wardrobe designers, uh who work backstage doing wardrobe for shows, I would consider that to be a creative field. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean the whole. Let's talk about your wardrobe. Let's let's dive into this right oh, now. No, I'm so nervous right now. Why? Why? <laughs> that's just one of those things that I've always like kind of wanted to figure out. Like, 
Uh, I don't think I have the best fashion sense at all, but uh... I have zero <laughs> personally. So I love that I'm like taking a stance that I'm gonna like provide advice yeah. right now because mine is zero. Yeah. I'm wearing I'm wearing like a a green no nothing I have on matches. I don't even need to paint the picture. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would love to just like be able to pop on stage with a hoodie and that be like appropriate for like corporate events too. But uh, right, <laughs> but the, right. it's not the case. It's right. not the case. I like being comfortable. Um, yeah. So like, like for me, you know, colleges is a different story because you can throw on like a blazer and a shirt and you know still look kind of hip and cool. Although that's never been the real selling point for me being super hip and cool but uh mm-hmm, but in mm-hmm. a nerdy fun goofy way you know my style so i'm just trying to find a way to balance that with like the more corporate look or like that sleeker whatever the corporate environment thinks fits corporate as well so mm-hmm. you know i've experimented from like three-piece suits which you know look fine and they're all tailored and they look nice but it's like is it really me per se do you know what i'm saying yeah i know i know exactly what you're saying and this is funny because this is something that most people might not put a lot of thought into they might wow i never thought of that and and you've been backstage and talked to karen stevens she's the artist who i work with backstage for uh wardrobe and for some events and things and Mm -hmm. she's been in the game for a long time uh and she was giving you some tips and advice when you were backstage one time. Well, we were looking for like a specific style of jacket that would look good on me. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> right. And she and had specific good. styles that she thought you would look good mm-hmm. in and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But like, it'll go really detailed yeah. of like uh, a certain pair of boots. Well, she'll go, well, you can't wear those because with your lighting, those are going to be shiny. You know what I right. mean? Or like, she, yeah. there's, there's really a level of detail of oh, well, if you wear navy blue and the black job is black, it'll still pop or whatever. Like there's a mm-hmm, lot of little mm-hmm. things that like that we wouldn't normally think about because it's not really our exact field. But there are details, I guess. What mm-hmm. is your color palette? I think that's one thing I've learned from Karen is that like she tends to work in a color palette. Is that something you have thought about? In no, terms, not website, because I know your right, website has a Because I only palette. know about like in terms of, yeah, graphic design of what like, colors i usually use for my marketing and that kind right. of stuff but in terms of clothing no i have no idea like well maybe dark, that's a good tie-in blacks and grays really <laughs> or you know i have a blue nice uh, navy blue suit and you know i've played around with all different things it's just like finding but i've also seen you in good. red yeah mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. i feel like you you jump around a lot maybe maybe hone in on a palette for the new marketing the new website yeah. the new uh uh marketing push i guess you'd it's- call it it's so funny when we're talking about things like wardrobe because when people think about you know what it is to be a professional performer, a magician, a mentalist, whatever it is, it's like it's so focused on just what is the act, what are you doing in the act, but you have to wear so many hats. It's a full package from like even earlier when I was talking on previous episodes of how I feel like I'm a graphic designer that gets to do a mentalism show, you know, right. on Zoom because I'm just doing graphics all day. So from that to being your own director to some so but like costuming is a huge part and like yeah and that even ties into another part of like makeup and stuff like stage makeup that people don't even think uh, about as don't it, know about it comes with the territory because if you're doing it right it's you know it's just doing that with tv you know as well we talked about that when you went back to agt about mm-hmm. sitting in the makeup chair and it's just part of showbiz and it's just trying to make yourself look the best because uh, when it's done right, you can't tell. But when something's off, it's obvious, right? <laughs> right. It's so true. 
Yeah, and it, I think I accidentally pointed out how little I've learned. Like mm-hmm. both examples I gave are probably wrong. The thing about wearing <laughs> shiny boots wouldn't look good in the lighting and navy blue popping against it's black. Probably the opposite. I don't think either of those is correct. <laughs> but like I'm trying to just point out the level of detail that yeah, like yeah. just again, I think you just worded it perfectly that like if it's right, you just don't see it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if it's wrong, it's glaring. Yeah. And it's also funny, too, because people tend to have this image of what mag- magicians wear, you know, whether it's, you know, the classic vaudeville example of the coattails and the tuxedo, because that was stylish at the times. And as magic has evolved or we've progressed through the ages, some people still have that image of a magician in a tux in their mind. But fashion and life has evolved and that's no longer the st- the clothing of the times and uh we just see so many performers who are stuck in outdated clothing or haven't gotten that suit tailored and it just kind of kind of puts a paints a uh a schlubby picture (laughs) of uh, of the state of magic sometimes there's extremely limited advice i would say like in the magic world on like on on wardrobe or just fashion in general it's not tied in like i think if Maybe like in the world of, of, well, it's probably the same thing in music, right? Like if you mm, devote yeah. your life to learning music, I don't think there's really like built-in fashion advice. Is there? How no. come musicians best so, dress so much better then? I think they just look at other rock stars and like, oh, I want to look cool <laughs> like that. And that's <laughs> you know? our problem. We're looking at Robert Houdin from yeah. 1955. No, 18-something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're not even, I mean, we're two dudes talking. We're not even talking about the whole issues with female wardrobe and the lack of pockets that are so necessary with magic and how they have to adapt. To and lack something. of examples to look to to rip off too. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> It's uh yeah, it's a it's a tricky subject, but uh you know it's something that I'm trying to consider for you know photo shoots coming up and seeing what's gonna look good. I've actually hired a stylist in the past, but finding the right person that gets like what a mentalist is and my mm-hmm. brand versus what other you know quote magic and mentalist because again they have a similar idea of what a magic magician is as well. But I'm like, should we be looking at comedians? Comedians aren't the best uh, example, <laughs> oftentimes, of what to wear either. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> so, so it's 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 all finding that personal uh, touch that you know. It's just finding that right blend and that balance, and it's look constantly... inward. Look at what feels yeah. right to you. You got to feel comfortable performing in it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not even performing. It's, it doesn't have to be comfortable for just a photo shoot either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it should. There should be a pretty serious similarity, I yeah, think, between yeah. what you're wearing on on the stage and what's in the photo. I think no, they should, I like they should be in the same vein. Right, right. Because you're, you're again, if you're going back to the marketing, you want to sell that product of what you're going to be looking like on stage as well. Yeah. Brand consistency, if you will. Exactly, exactly. But uh, we were also talking about websites and like how to tackle that because I'm looking at revamping my website. And like websites have really changed a lot now. Yeah. Um, the 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 importance of having multi pages of follow the links. Like, how many how many times are you going to a performer's website and clicking all the different tabs to see their about or everything? It's it's kind of just a landing page now, huh? Yeah, the need for it has diminished. I do think it's valuable to have a, a bio and some videos and a little bit about who you are and what you do. But people aren't going to be spending a whole lot of time on it. And and you'll notice, too, if you ever look at analytics of websites in general, a lot of it is mobile traffic. Yeah. 
So websites used to be designed for a monitor, a computer screen monitor. You know this because you've designed websites in the past. Uh, And now they kind of need to be designed in a way that works well on a computer, but also works well on a mobile device or an iPad and things like that. So it really is a different game, but it's kind of just a link back to social media pages and stuff like that. Look, again, not the expert to be asking because... I don't even have a link to this podcast, Mind Over Magic, on my website yet. Nor do you, right? No, no, we don't. No, and we should. Yeah, <laughs> we should. We should probably. Yeah, or at least somewhere, <laughs> or, or its own page, maybe. You know, <laughs> um, but, uh... <laughs> definitely a link at the very least. I mean, right now it's only the elite that are fi- finding us. People who really have the drive to be mm-hmm. able to figure out where we're at. So we're <laughs> so talking to you. We appreciate you listening is what we're saying. Uh, Very the, much so. The way I'm uh, looking at websites these days, because you you obviously need a place for people to find, you have to have a presence on the internet for people to find you at your URL, but it doesn't have to be as in depth, I don't think anymore, because it's just, it's the equivalent of a calling card, I think. Uh, you know, where in the in the olden days, they you wouldn't a business card or calling card you would just leave you know just to be able to contact you and i think that's all people are kind of looking for they want a taste of your show they want a taste of uh what you're offering and then they want that important contact information so that they can if they like you hire you or get in touch or in your case a ticket link to buy tickets you know from for your show um and that's, I think, the prominence of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm reevaluating all of this and figuring out how to restructure. And uh, I think during a pandemic, when uh, you know <laughs> I'm sitting at home, is a good time to do it. Just a few minutes in, and you've already made a liar out of me and made me sad, reminding me that I used to do public shows for live <laughs> audiences pre-pandemic. You're going on vacation. Just think of it as extended vacation from this vacation feels, you're going on. It, it feels so weird. I said to, to Tiana, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so looking forward to to going on quote unquote vacation. Like, even though I don't need it, you still have that feeling like you feel like you need it. Even though yeah. I haven't been like <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing my normal grind. It's still just, I don't know. It feels weird to even call it a vacation because 11 months of vacation just feels excessive going yeah. on 12. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. You brought this up, and we probably should have plugged this uh, last week. But your um, interview uh, with the the discourse and magic came out um, on the the twenty eighth. So if uh, we remember talking about my episode uh, a few few months ago uh, that came out or a month or two ago. Uh, now Matt has his own episode, and you can listen to that. But I brought that up because in it you mention what you've been doing during the quarantine and how like. If you think about like musicians, they take time off, right? You you mentioned that point is they have downtime to work on new songs and material before they go out touring. So that's kind of what we're kind of feeling like we're in, even though ma- magicians don't tend to take a lot of that time off. It's have a, you and I not talked about that previously? Uh, I, I, maybe not on the cast, but I no, think... No, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know, because like, that is true. You know that. like yeah. Musicians like will straight up take six months off touring. Yeah, for sure. And that's like normal. Mm-hmm. We don't ever do that. We're just going gig to gig to gig or trying to book yeah. as much as possible. I'm not sure why, but that's just the it's just different, I suppose. I think it's because they can afford to. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure David Copperfield could afford to. He does yeah. not. Right? I mean, 
maybe maybe it's right back to your clothing answer. They look at other rock stars doing it, and they <laughs> yeah, decide yeah, they're yeah. going to also do it. Well, they also we look at Copperfield doing seven thousand shows a year, and we go, "No, we got to work harder." <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, musicians are also uh, you know have the studio time. That's what they're doing in those downtimes when they're not touring is to write that next album, and that could be a long. That's the artistic side of it, and then. They go on tours to make the, the money side of it as well as selling the album. So, oh, gosh. Right yeah. back to the sales. No, the hey, performance aspect is artistic it's a, also. It's a balance. That's the whole oh thing. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah, but you can't say that business. the touring is probably some of the most fun part. It can be, but it, we also know from being on the road for so many years, especially colleges and a lot of one-offs, it's exhausting as well. Oh, it can. It can <laughs> yeah, of course it can yeah. be exhausting. But, but it is fun. <laughs> it's, it's show business you just make up for it but it is fun <laughs> that was yeah it, it came across an audio as if like it was very a glib response at the end but no i was smiling you can see in the zoom like i was excited <laughs> it was a huge smile but yeah. it is fun <laughs> yeah 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 i can't wait to get back to live shows uh for sure i'm i'm excited but uh hey, what, what else i came is close I came close to experience a, experiencing a live show, drive-in. I went to the drive-in the other night. You went to the drive-in? Tell me about mm-hmm. that. I love the drive-in. Uh, yeah, I've always, I've realized that anywhere I've lived for like a long, like a permanent period of time has a drive-in nearby. But does everyone have drive-ins near them? No, right? Well, they were a big popular thing, and then they kind of had a little reboot renaissance during the pandemic because you can socially distance watch movies and not go to a theater, you know? Um, Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. they were, I know they were like on their way to dying out and they were getting harder and harder to find, but I think more have like kind of uh, re-popped up now. Mm -hmm. So I saw a movie that you've seen. Yes, it's a new movie. Uh, The Little Things. Mm -hmm. You briefed me that the ending was not satisfying, which I'm very happy you did because I think I enjoyed the movie more knowing that the ending was going to leave a little bit of a... uh, clash between what you might expect to happen and what does happen right i'm just happy you saw a movie so we could talk about movies first well, of all well not only that <laughs> i and i've told a few people this and they think it's crazy uh mark diddleman if you're listening i'm sorry this was my first denzel washington movie ever i can't believe that <laughs> now there's more to this so i'm talking to my brother about this my friend, he couldn't believe, you know, that this is he's naming Training Day and Man on Fire. And, and now I only know these movie titles because other people have been telling me them now. I've never seen any of them and not, I'm not even familiar with them. One of and the I most prolific myself, actors of our, uh, you know, of all time. Well, so here's many the movies. thing. Here's the thing. I was on a talk show with Denzel Washington <laughs> about five years ago. Wait, what? <laughs> but I didn't know who Denzel Washington no. was. No. How, yes. What? Tell me that story. What? <laughs> so I literally had to Google my name and Queen Latifah's name because it was her show to f- see if I was correct that the person that was also there was Denzel Washington. <laughs> and it wasn't like it was like one of those things where it's like filmed at a different time. No, we were there at the same time. <laughs> Dressing room right next to mine. Did you talk with him? No, I don't think uh, so. No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you think about it, I I wouldn't really have a clear recollection of it. I don't no. know because oh, I didn't wow. know the, I didn't understand the the seriousness of like you know yeah. being next to a a living legend. That's amazing. So, uh, Denzel Washington, Queen Latifah talk show. We were on the same episode. 
<laughs> maybe four or five years ago. And so I remember actually people like after seeing it going like, oh, what was he like? Like, did you guys meet? Almost like what you're asking me now. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't really know. We didn't really talk. Uh-huh. I didn't I didn't make any effort to like take a photo. Nothing. I had zero, from what I recall, zero interaction. But just standing side by side, <laughs> probably like, hey, can you guys sit over here? And I just, I just didn't understand what was happening. I can't believe you were like, like that close to someone so talented <laughs> and, and and enormously famous <laughs> yes enormously you were, you famous, were in but such this bubble that you don't <laughs> know any pop culture it's amazing that like i i have my finger on the pulse at all of like what's going on because like i kind of i feel like i do mm-hmm. in ways and then there'll be something like that where i'm like i'm disappointed in myself now having seen him in one movie and like most people would probably make fun of that being the one movie of yeah. denzel that you've seen but like that was all i needed to see to like understand and admire his greatness yeah yeah, yeah. And it's a, it, it is a strange movie. It's a, I enjoyed it, but it's uh, you know him and it's uh, for those of you who don't know, you can watch this if you if you're at HBO Max. Uh, that's how I watched it. I didn't go to the drive-in, uh, but they're doing those uh, those theatrical releases just on HBO Max for a limited time, similar to what they did with Wonder Woman earlier uh, last month or, or two months ago. Uh, but uh, it's him and Rami Malek, and they're they're cops, and they're trying to find like a like the serial killer uh, who. Um, could be or could not be played by Jared Leto. It doesn't. This doesn't spoil anything. It's all kind of out in the open toward, from the beginning and the casting announcements. Uh, but um, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a commentary on it. Uh, so you can check out the movie uh, and uh, form your own opinions and uh, see uh, uh, wonderful performances by all the all the leads in that. Uh, but I can't believe that that's the first time you've seen Denzel Washington. It was my first Jared Leto movie too. I think. I mean, I know I've heard that name okay, before. That's more understandable, but yeah. Well, <laughs> I think Malik. he's also a, he's also enormously famous, right? Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. he from music careers too, prior to acting oh. as well. Um, uh, this would have been an amazing transition because I really have a question for you that uh, about fame that I think. Uh, People might enjoy uh, listening to some of your commentary on, especially if we have any performers listening, uh, fame as it pertains to performance. Uh, but I think we should probably veer off to uh, to our regular segment that we normally do around this time. Sure, and we've got lots to talk about, so some stuff might get carried over. Who knows? But let's uh, let's t- let's add some time for a riddle. It's time for diddle me this. Diddle me this. Diddle me that will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles. See Matt, that's called a tease. So now we have we we've we've sent the bait out and they listen to the riddle and keep listening to the rest of the episode for after. I'm the one who did it. <laughs> Oh, we're not just supposed to point out the methods that we're Oh, no, using. it's a production meeting. It's fine. It's a production <laughs> meeting. You know, I pitched the sale. You have to point it out. This is all about sales today. That's what we're doing. We, we have tricks of the trade. You'll explain an effect. I'll tell the magical method behind it. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is a short and sweet riddle. Uh, I hope you get this. Uh, I, have, I have faith in you. Before Mount Everest was discovered, what was the highest mountain on Earth? I'll repeat it one more time for our listeners who are thinking. Um, before Mount Everest was discovered, what was the highest mountain on Earth? I don't recall how I know the answer to this. Okay. 
I'm familiar with the uh, I'm familiar with the riddle. I can't you recall do, have you why. Have heard the riddle before? Can't remember how or why, mm-hmm. but I believe the answer is Mount Everest because it was Mount Everest even before it was discovered. That is correct. And the fact that you knew this was a riddle and not a trivia question probably tipped that as well. <laughs> I think <laughs> right. I, I think if this was in the midst of a lot of trivia questions, that could trip people up. But uh yeah, the fact that you knew this is there's gotta be a trick to it. Yeah. Before Mount Everest was discovered, it was still the same mountain. Mm-hmm. Now here's a follow-up trivia question. And because I I only know this because I do this in my shows. Uh, about do you know how tall Mount Everest is? <laughs> if you were to make a guess, speaking of people who are bad at estimating, like myself, <laughs> it's like fifty thousand feet. Oh no, less fifty thousand that. miles. That's that's uh oh geez, that's even longer. <laughs> okay, so it's like ten. I <laughs> know oh, it's like twenty thirty thousand feet. Thirty thousand, yeah, it's close to that. It's twenty nine thousand twenty nine feet. Alrighty. So, and depending on where you're looking, it might have grown two inches, depending on, you know, all plate tectonics and all that stuff or where you're measuring from. Tectonic plates. Plate, sure. I think it can be reversible. Perhaps it can. <laughs> Depends we'll just if you're Google talking it about now, the... since this is a production meeting. Let's just hash it out. <laughs> anyway, that's not the trivia. Uh, and by the way, if you come to a future show, forget that fact uh, so that you'll still be amazed. If I ever do that piece again, <laughs> uh, but let's. Should uh, I have known that from your show? I don't think you've seen me do that piece. I just okay. call it Everest. Then I'm off the fun. hook. But it doesn't always have to be about Everest. Anyway, uh, I am going to uh, hit this because it's time for some more trivia, even though we already started. Matt picks up the question, <laughs> then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure. Trivia I hope I didn't steal your trivia question. <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited about this one. I am excited about this because it's a movie trivia for you. Oh, okay. I like that. And I'll tell you why I like it. Tell me. It's a quote. Mm. And I think it's a cool quote. Yes. And your job is to identify the, the wise movie character who said the quote. And I have some options. So not just uh, not the movie, but the character in the movie. You I probably not, have to re- recognize the movie first in order to get. You do not have to guess the movie. This question is specifically you need to identify the character that said this quote. Okay. Lay it on me. Here's the quote. Ambition without knowledge is like a boat on dry land. Oh, boy. Ambition without knowledge is like a boat on dry land. Yes. Uh, now, what do you think of the quote, first of all, before we dive into the choices? How do you feel about it? What does it mean to you? Do you like it? Is it? W- w- give me some adjectives on I did, that quote. I wasn't even thinking about the meaning of the quote. I was like, Let's get there. I was like literally thinking this does not ring a bell from any movie <laughs> at all. And I know. Um, one more time, ambition. Ambition without knowledge is like a boat on dry land. A boat on dry land. My first instinct was to be like, is this from Jeff McBride? Okay, okay. <laughs> well, let's get into the quote itself. Just okay. like, what do you think? Like, how do you yeah, describe it? A boat on land. Yeah, it's you can't go anywhere without knowledge if you have ambition. 
Okay. Sure. okay. It's a good it's a good metaphor. I, like I mean, it. would you imagine that this is going to be, you know, uh the the youngest child character from Mrs. Doubtfire? Probably not. No, no. I mean, honestly, the first instinct was I was like, is Matt trying to trick me? Is this a Miyagi quote? Well, I'll I'll tell you the choices. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the choices. I, I, I like the choices. Master Splinter. Okay. Mr. Miyagi. Yep. Professor Charles Xavier. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins. Ooh. I don't see Mary Poppins saying that, although she was very whimsical. Um, hmm. Yeah, Miyagi, I said before, even hearing the choices, but judging from your facial reaction, I don't think it is Miyagi. Uh, because I also did a rewatch and I don't remember that quote popping up on, uh, maybe I wasn't paying that close attention. Um, but then, hmm, Professor X, I feel like I would know that. Um, I'm gonna say Splinter, Master Splinter, is my guess. Incorrect. No. <laughs> Who is it? It is Miyagi. Oh, and I'll tell you. Oh, you, you threw me off, man. I nope. should have just guessed. <laughs> it's a tough one. Well, first of all, I invented this question. This is not trivia that I found somewhere. <laughs> and I loved the quote. And I didn't know. If you asked me, I wouldn't have known that was a Miyagi quote either. And okay. the reason is it's from the one with Hillary Swank. I never saw that one. The next Karate Kid. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Even if you don't know, you know, you can, by deductive reasoning, I thought maybe there was a chance you could still get it. But Master Splinter is a tough one to I go mean, against because it could be him too. He's probably got a lot of great quotes too. But I mean, I, for deductive reasoning, I should have just always assumed the answer is Karate Kid with this if I podcast. Told you, <laughs> if I told you I created the question, you you wouldn't even need to hear the choices. I was assuming that it was like this is where my mind went like the, the the mind games I was playing on myself was like it was like maybe Matt like had the ninja turtles on in the background <laughs> <laughs> while he was practicing magic and just like Saturday morning cartoons were on killer quote though right it's a good quote it I is lo- good. so wise so wise we I get it. it we you you are an apprentice of Miyagi <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So the it's, transition is nowhere near as good as when we were talking about Denzel Washington. But well, I, I was I've got talking a better about... I've got a better transition because you were talking about Professor X. What? What is <laughs> and, it? Uh, this is a show I know you're not watching, but WandaVision. What is that? <laughs> Again, it's a show on Disney Plus about uh, Scarlet Witch, who is a X-Men character, but an Avenger as well. OK. Uh, and uh, just the, the show is amazing. I just want to talk about this before we get into your your Please. question as well. Uh, because I have since like gone through the this the show. If you've been watching all the MCU movies from the beginning Iron Man to Avengers Endgame, this continues the story, but in a very strange, weird, weird way, because it's all about old sitcoms going through the the you know fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. It's slowly progressing, but there's so many like hidden under the layer Easter eggs. I've been diving in to YouTube theories about the show especially since they had a very explosive uh finale to the fifth episode i won't we won't go into spoilers here although if you're a fan of the show you've already seen it i'm sure uh but uh i just wanted to say i commenting on uh, uh the comment i wanted to make was as i'm watching these youtube videos of all these theories about wandavision i was like i get it 
I understand how all these people can go down these the conspiracy theory rabbit holes on YouTube. It is unbelievable the things that I am just like, oh, this lead video leads to this. This video leads to this. It's just like that theory is amazing. It all makes per perfect sense. These people are pointing at all these weird connections. And I was like, oh, no, what if I just if I just substitute WandaVision for like Q or QAnon? <laughs> I'm in the well, same rabbit hole. Well, our brains look for those patterns. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's in all things. We look for patterns, and that's how those things are formed, right? So I get it. I understand how people can just get sucked into this vortex. I'm just it is saying. a vortex. Yeah. Just make so sure. Just make sure you're watching the right kind of content, because no one's getting hurt if you're <laughs> watching Marvel theories. <laughs> I don't understand the name of what you're saying. What is it you're watching? How do you say it? It's WandaVision. Which can you is spell? It, which is uh, the the amalgamation of two Marvel characters. Obi-Wan? Wanda Maximoff. Her name is okay. Wanda. Like a magic wand with an A at the end. Wanda Sykes. Similar, yes, but <laughs> that would be a whole different show. With <laughs> <laughs> and then Vision is the name of a character as well. But they combined it together to make WandaVision because it's also very like television sounding and it's very sitcom y, the, the style, although there's like this darker uh, underbelly of uh, Marvel lore that, that pops up in weird and surprising ways throughout the show. So it's, uh, it's for those of you who are really nerdy, uh, Matt, you would be totally lost watching this show. I would recommend if you wanted to watch the show, watch all of the MCU Marvel movies starting from Iron Man first. I don't and even really know what a Marvel movie is. Oh, okay. Ask your question. We're changing gears. <laughs> uh, this is this is perfect for our sort of the types of things we dive into on the second half of these episodes occasionally, these philosophical things. And this is about mm -hmm. defining success. And I, I was I was talking to Kaylin about this a little bit earlier in our, our magic jam. It got, it got a little philosophical. And I want to know, uh, where do you kind of put fame? Do you do you? Do you factor fame in, if at all? Do you factor it into like how you consider uh, success? What not just referring to your yourself, but people you admire? Is it a factor whatsoever? Talk to me about it. Of just fame in general. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if if it's helpful to have a little bit of a launching pad, like for me, I I generally don't. I feel like I factor it in very very little, if at all. Like if someone you could define fame maybe as having like an impact on culture maybe. And for me, it's not about whether or not an artist does that. It's about whether or not the artist has an impact on me. So for me, whether mm. or not that's like widespread, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me, but I'm curious if, if you add like a level of gravitas to it, if, if someone achieves like a certain level of fame, whether it be like a Katie level, Katy Perry level of fame or, any other degree of it like does it how, how do you factor that in does it matter to you what do you think okay well first of all uh you yeah i i kind of guessed that response from you being next to denzel washington and not realizing oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> but let me let me tackle it in two ways first and how it applies to like you and i first as individual like performers and Oh, this is already cringeworthy. Leave us out of this, man. No, no, no. Just because I, I, I think it might be different uh, uh, topics about it. And you were, I was just listening to your Discourse and Magic podcast interview. Okay. And uh, you, you talked about how, like, you, you know, you're not in it for the fame. 
and you would be doing magic regardless. You know, you would fill your days. It wasn't about getting famous. It was just, you know, to doing what you love. And I think that rings true with me as well. I would just be doing this regardless if fame came from it. Now, with fame, often people equate fame and fortune together. So if your goal is to also make money doing what you love, sure, it can help. But it was very interesting. Right after America's Got Talent, I, I saw the lag. That that bubble of fame and fortune being synonymous with each other wasn't the case because, you know, there was there was a, a, a time period when, you know, people saw me on the show and were like, wow, you must be doing so well and making so much money. It was like, yeah, there's I still got to book the shows and then do the shows and then get the money from the shows. So it's not a, just free. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't come at you all at once. You got to <laughs> capitalize off of it. And even talking about our AGT experiences, because you you said the same thing that, you know, my approach to the show wasn't about getting famous. It was just to have uh, that television credit so I could be able to market myself and play among, you know, the, the, the markets we were in and have some sort of notor- notoriety. So having some sort of uh, accreditation from an outside source saying that you are good, that's all it was rather than, hey, I want to be a superstar and everyone know my name now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could definitely see the benefits of fame doing that as well, because, you know, you are going to go with any advertising, uh, uh, the brand you're more familiar with a lot of the times, just through the exposure effect and psychology like that. But um, yeah, so for me, I think, you know, I haven't put a lot of fame and actually the little fame I got and when I was like really well known right after AGT as like like the mentalist in America. When Absolutely. That, when that, America's favorite mentalist, for when, sure. When that petered out, you know, uh, a couple of years later, I was like, I'm much happier not getting recognized all the time or like, <laughs> right, you know, right. like I was I was like, I'm still working. I'm happy working and doing a living, but like not having to worry about everything I have to say and do and if someone's capturing it on video or anything like that because there's, sure. that, there's that flip side of fame as well. But we, yeah, we can all see those pros and cons, I think, but take it off of yourself for a moment and think mm-hmm. about those that you admire. But I'm sure. talking about artists in particular, uh, not someone who, um, of course, some people, you know, become famous for really sort of random yeah, things that are... Uh, Instagram influencers. Well, I don't know. No. <laughs> so, I mean, there there are things that involve even you know less talent than yeah than than other things that are just sort of. I, I, it's hard to think of an example offhand um, without offending like the cast of the Jersey Shore or something. But <laughs> well, you know now I mean? that you said it, it's too late. <laughs> no, no, I'm really struggling to find an example. But like, do you find a difference in in how you admire somebody? Like, do you do you like does that add credibility? in your mind for someone else that you admire or like, does it affect whether or not you admire someone at all? Like where do you, where are you at? Um, I think I look more towards the work. If, uh, if I admire the work more than their status as a, as a, you know, famous person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully there's, those are tied together. Cause I really want, you know, people whose work I admire and love to be known by everyone so that everyone sure. else can experience that as well. Uh, that to be said, I, I think at times I was starstruck by, you know, certain people, if I, you know, if I were to meet them or whatever, be like, oh, they're really famous. I hope I don't embarrass myself in front of them okay. or anything like that. So I think it's, fame can affect that in a way. Give but, me a comedian that's famous that you really like. 
uh, off the top of my head, say Gaffigan. Okay, Jim Gaffigan. Let's pretend me, you, and Jim Gaffigan, we all live in New York, okay? Mm -hmm. And he's one of our friends, but he's not famous at all. But he's exactly the same person he is now. Just, mm-hmm. just minus the fame, but same comedy, same bits. Do you have the same like admiration? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. See, I would say yes as well. Do you define, uh, like, do you? How do you? How do you define success? Um, I think that's different for for everyone. I mean, of what they're trying to accomplish with their goals. But before I get into that, I just wanted to say. Uh, I know that my starstruckness of people has kind of diminished over the years too, especially living in New York where you're just bumping into people all the time. It was like, I remember walking with my uh, uh, former roommates down the street and I just have a knack for like seeing famous people as we're out and about. I'm just like, oh, Paul Rudd just came out of that building or whatever, you know? And they're like, oh, should we stop? I was like, no, no, keep going. And then like, we're walking by 30 Rock. I was like, oh, that's Fred Armisen. He's having a chat. And, you know, they're like, oh, we we love Fred Armisen. Can we go say hi? I was like, well, either go say hi or keep walking because what you're doing right now, staring at him. (laughs) That's the weird thing. (laughs) That's the the awkward part. So So even seeing someone like Paul Rudd, you weren't starstruck nowadays. No, I also am like aware too. It's like, I don't want to go up and bother him. And like, what am I going to say? Or just like get a photo. I guess that's nice to have, but. Do you think you were more starstruck than I was with Denzel? (laughs) Well, you didn't even know who he was. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, someone like a major celebrity like that, I think that might be, because they're so well known, except to everyone except for you. Like, you know, (laughs) a Brad Pitt, a, you know, uh, Uh, whoever you know they're just so big and famous i mean these are the people that could like easily drop tons of money as if it's nothing you know right right Uh, well yeah there you well you went against your own thing there rich and famous don't necessarily correspond right but it it can in those cases it (laughs) does probably yeah yeah, i don't know i don't do their accounting but i'm thinking and then you got the other uh thing where you get famous because you're so rich like uh that's true too yeah (laughs) like a bezos or elon musk or you know those huge uh you know billionaires that uh, running these companies so i mean it 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 is hand and foot but i don't i wouldn't say that's the goal is to be famous Hmm. like that's not nothing i ever pursued and it's nothing that i think i don't know let me ask you this because i i agree is there something to be said for someone like uh if you think of like the the biggest superstar you can think of whoever that might be i don't know for some people it might be kanye west for some people it might be lady gaga whatever whoever it is you you picture who it is uh denzel washington uh well i don't know if acting is the same anyway is there something to be said for like artists whether it's a musician what have you that have their finger on the pulse of culture so well that they're really able to sort of manipulate their work to appeal to it. Well, my initial response to that is there's always the, uh, the, the counterculture too, that clashes against whatever the most popular thing is as well. And I also feel like I subscribe to that sometimes. Like, I think the fame is interesting because it's, it's just the platform of it. It's, it's getting the word out. So, like, if there's a new Brad Pitt movie, for instance, like, people are going to go see it because of his fame and, you know, reputation. 
Uh, or if you're a super, you know, the, the Kardashians, you know, if they pitch a product because of their influence and their fame, that's probably going to do pretty well to their base, you know? And yes. um, they're gonna, all, all these people that wouldn't have known about that product are going to know about that product now. Are some of the biggest stars in the world uh, representative of what you're calling counterculture? Well, some some are that became famous, and then I mean that's the whole selling out argument, right? <laughs> it was because they're they're trying to be anti-establishment, and then they get a you know it's those musicians that signed the record deal, and they're like, oh, they sold out. They're now the establishment they were fighting against. Uh, right back to sales. Right back to sales. <laughs> we have a theme for the episode. I haven't honed in on the title yet, but it's something in there. No, I think it's you knitting on psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Well, whatever I'm knitting, we can sell it. <laughs> Man, if you get famous as a psychedelic knitting person. <laughs> That's going to be my next career path. It really is. Since live performance doesn't come back till 2043, I'm thinking knitting is going to be the next shift. There you go. There you go. Yeah, no, it is interesting. It is funny to see. Well, not funny. It's like like sad funny sometimes to see all the people that are solely fa- like chasing that fame right they're trying to get uh just you know the number of viewers for their tiktoks their instagram and you know i've never been about that and i appreciate the hustle and like if that's your goal sure go for it but i think there's like more like i'd rather focus on the work right and get let the work Same. speak for itself but it's it's they're kind of intertwined sometimes. I mean, sometimes you got to have that promotion, that hustle, so people can see the work. So then it gets more famous and it feeds off of each other. So it's, uh, I, I don't think either could exist in a vacuum because our society doesn't work that way. Interesting. Yeah. Very that's, interesting. That's Love where it. I'm at, at that. So really let glad us know we get your, to dive into that. Yeah, let us know your thoughts on fame, fortune. If you're hustling out there, you could shoot us an email at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the socials at mindmagicpod. But before we wrap up, we got to do our goals, Matt. Yes, 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 yes. Goal time. And I believe we had you on the books for some reading. Yeah, reading and just still working on that brand stuff that we were talking about earlier this episode. So Right back to sales. <laughs> hey, man, when you're in a pandemic, you're, you're thinking about how to make money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right there with you. But, uh, yeah, so I've already made the first initial steps of reaching out to one of my uh, go-to uh, photographers where I really like her work. Uh, so we're going to try and set something out and do things safely in a pandemic because, I mean, everyone's adapting. So you chose a photographer? Yeah, yeah. I've uh, worked with uh, uh, this photographer who's uh, who does a lot of uh, comedy photos and everything like that throughout New York City, and she's, she's always amazing. So uh, just initial steps, just starting to get that process started and still figuring out wardrobe and what those looks are going to be like and also thinking about what if there's any specific types of photos I need for graphics and just blocking it all out. It's all still a mush in my head, but uh, that, that'll be continuing my goal for next week is to try and solidify that more, uh, keep that ball moving forward. And yeah, I, I think I have uh, some downtime this week to actually get into those pile of books that I'm always 
cracking. I I've slow I've slowly cleared off uh, things on my desk that are like you know the 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 mail and the bills and all that stuff. So now I have you know uh, some newspaper articles that I had clipped that I wanted to read, and then I can get into the books that I've been reading as well. So just chugging along over here. Love it. Um, looking at my list, I had Valentine's Day, which now becomes complicated because right. Valentine's Day will now be in an in transit in another state and uh right. i don't know how do you how do you create a surprise it's like when you're traveling with the person that you're trying to surprise and we're in a pandemic so now i i should have probably asked this off the cast but hey it's a Lucy episode you're seeing are you seeing tiana's family yeah we're too? gonna see her folks yeah yeah that's why you're traveling so now yeah. you've got valentine's day with the in-laws right double date double date double date <laughs> And I can only say this because there's no way she would hear this before Valentine's Day, I don't think, because we'll be occupied in Florida. So Right, but, right. But Tiana's she, listening. She she, she tunes in. Oh, she does. Exciting. Okay, yeah. good to know. <laughs> she doesn't really tell me. Like, every once in a while, she'll mm. drop a hint. And I'm like, when are you listening? How do I not know? We're in a pandemic. <laughs> what, what else are you doing? <laughs> She's obviously not putting it on the, the jam box for everyone no, to hear. No, it must be like a headphone thing, or maybe yeah. it's when I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, so... That, Our listeners are dying to know, though, Matt, before you leave on vacation, are you going to organize the office? <laughs> I have not dying organized <laughs> one item in the office this week. Not one. Not one. Maybe like... I'm, I'm laughing because I feel like our listeners dying to know if you've organized your office is similar to your understanding of Denzel Washington's fame being in a dressing room <laughs> next to him. <laughs> There's just zero interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um Yeah, yep, yeah, I think you I think you've got your finger on the pulse for that one. <laughs> and uh and then you pay play some survival bets. We already talked about that. So great. What what are, so what what goals so you gotta figure out Valentine's Day still? Yeah. Goals for next week. I'll so, so the only one I achieved was <laughs> placing Super Bowl bets, which I just about broke even, which means lost a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the key, right? If you lose, you just say I broke even. No ask question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was about even. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> even if you lost a lot, I just feel like you're gonna be saying I broke even. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not a gambler. But so, what are you thinking for next week for you? So yeah, just to keep working on the 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 branding stuff, the the photo shoot, the wardrobe, the website, and then okay. the reading. Yeah, we covered okay. that. All righty. I I didn't know if there was if you're gonna add anything because, you know, that's exactly last week's. <laughs> it is exactly last week's, so that's okay. So no no new additions. You came up with this segment, Matt, and you <laughs> haven't been doing it for for weeks now. What are you talking about? I've been saying organized office every week. <laughs> so I can't say the same thing? <laughs> yeah, but I haven't achieved it yet. Same. All right, it's fair. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> it's fair. All right. Um. Yeah, no, honestly, uh, jokes aside, I do have to figure out the Valentine's Day thing because how do we do it remotely? I don't know. Well, do you have any takes on the, that? Takes on Valentine's Day? No. Yeah, like how do I do that when you're, let's say, like, Take the, the romanticism out of it for a second. Just imagine you and I are on a plane going somewhere, and now you have to somehow like gift me something Is or whatever. Is this the Valentine's date? You and I are on a Valentine's date now? I'm making a hypothetical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, isn't it all just about the thought and just having the time with 
your significant other there. So you and Tiana just spending time do dinner or something. I don't know. Why are you asking me for advice? We're in a pandemic. We can't really go anywhere. So make her dinner. I don't know. Order something nice. Hmm. Have some alone time since you haven't had that enough during the pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, We'll, well try I, to tackle these things as best we can. I'm curious to see how it goes next week. <laughs> so I will definitely let you know. Look, I'm looking yeah. forward to uh, episode 33 because 3-3, three, three, that's an interesting number for me. I like that. Larry Bird. I didn't Did, know that. You didn't get that? No? I mean, I know who Larry Bird is. Yeah, he played yeah. for the Celtics. Of course. Legendary. But I didn't know his number. That's his number. We should say goodbye. Thanks so much, everyone, We learned listening. so much. <laughs> We learned so much on these episodes. We got the discography for Denzel. We got the number of, of Larry Bird. Okay, and We got no, I, much we more actually... to talk about next week, uh, things we didn't get to, so make sure you tune in. Do us a favor. Tell some friends if you're enjoying the episodes as well. Uh, we'd love to keep growing our base, our listeners. We, we love hearing from you, so feel free to shoot us an email. Again, that's at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week.